Shalom. Shalom, dear friends. Great to see you. Я третий раз здесь. Great to see you guys. It's my third time being here. И это стало уже как традиция. And for me, it's almost like a tradition now. Когда мы в Техасе, мы у вас здесь. Whenever we're in Texas, we have to come visit you guys. И нам. И нам очень уютно и классно здесь. We feel really comfortable here and really welcomed. Но сегодня я не один приехал. Today I didn't come by myself. Как всегда, Андрей со мной. Like always, Andrei is with me. Сегодня со мной наш молодежный пастор нашей конгрегации живой Израиль, Эдуард. And we also have our youth pastor of our whole congregation in Israel, Edward. И как сказал пастор Алан, с нами сегодня наш друг мессианский раввин. And we also have our friend with us, Messianic Rabbi Boris Grisenko. And I want to invite him here for a second. And let him speak for a little bit. Sunday Shalom. We say... Sunday in Russian and Ukrainian, it's uh, resurrection. So after Shabbat Shalom, we usually speak, we usually tell resurrection Shalom, or it sounds that Shalom is resurrected in Russia. So, <laughs> and great, great thanks to your mishpacha, your family, for such atmosphere. Because we could feel it before official beginning of the service. We could feel this family God's presence. And especially when all people sang such beautiful song. I even began to try to make picture with the text <laughs> because it's so unusual, not only for America, but for Western countries, such song where <laughs> we concentrated to Yeshua himself and, <laughs> and even we were thinking we don't need any blessing outside of him. Amen. We came here not for special blessing, 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 but for him himself. Yes, Lord. It is so special. <laughs> Thank you so much. And one couplet would it? Uh, one verse was was amazing, but it you were thinking this verse only one time, and I could not make picture. <laughs> when, when we were thinking, I'm sorry for this, for that, for that, and it was wow, 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 and I personally I remember how I sometimes I prefer 
special fellowship with the people prefer uh, but at the same time I left God's presence and when when we were thinking this I remember how sometimes I neglected most precious thing in the world his personal presence and his papa hugs. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, just a few words. When this crazy war began, and when suddenly, suddenly, the same 4 a.m., the same time when Nazi Germany began to bombing Kiev. Absolutely the same time, 4 p.m., Russian troops began to bombing Kiev. It was 24th of February. And we wake up and missiles came this explosion, and we understood, now we live in different reality. That we never lived before. And my wife, she looked from outside okay, but suddenly this inner stress produce something in her back and he could not move. And today's I just <laughs> with her and I could not function as a rabbi, as a pastor of congregation. But praise the Lord, next evening her condition began better, better. And our administrator lady called me and said Rabbi, will we do tomorrow normal Shabbat meeting? And I asked her, why you ask me? She said, because my relative who works in Ukrainian intelligence service, he called me and said, quickly pack and take your children and leave Kiev because probably we will not protect Kiev. And she asked me, what we will do? I said, let's pray. And after the prayer, I asked her, did you have some word or vision? She said, I could only see my children and how I packed everything. And she asked me, and what you? I said, we will do this meeting. And third day of the war, it was Shabbat. Everything was stopped in Kiev. Nothing worked. No one store, pharmacy, no transportation, absolutely. And suddenly was information from Minister of Interior. All bridges through Dnieper will be closed.
and those who will try to pass bridges from left side to right will be shooted. And that moment, my confidence left me. <laughs> I was discouraged, understanding responsibility, and I called to her and said, did you read it? She said, yeah. You sure? She said, I'm not sure, but our ministers already began to move, trying to find free bridge. In that moment, I understood I must go too. And when I came at the whole near 1,000 seats was 60 people, only 60 people. And I walked, and I felt like in the nightmare myself. And suddenly one very old Jewish lady came to me and said, Rabbi, Rabbi, I knew I must be here today. But was no transportation, and I just walked. I walked near one hour, but I knew I must be here. I knew I must be here. I came here for glory of God and for encourage you. And she, she did like this. At that moment, my condition was changed. And I came to a platform, and God reminded me 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. All my life, I knew that this is about our relationship, our care about our relatives, our family. But that moment, it was like light in my mind, I understood. Who is author of this verse? He himself. And I understood he is the best example of such attitude, such care, such protection. And I received immediately promise from God. He will protect us during this crazy, terrible war. Yeah. And I told our people, no one of you will be killed, wounded. God will protect his household. And it looked like I became insane. But suddenly, Holy Spirit confirmed it. People believed. And during this more than 10 months of terrible war, no one among more than 2,000 members of our congregation was killed, wounded, etc. And not only that, but our relatives, even some unbeliever relatives, were not killed, wounded, etc. God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. God of Israel. Always victorious and faithful. Let he be with you always. He will. Let you, let us 
be with him always in all circumstances. Amen. Amen. Rabbi Boros speaks perfect English. He didn't need me up here, so. <laughs> Сегодня я хочу поделиться словом, которое ободрит, ободрит вас, ободрит меня, ободрит Бориса. И я знаю, что сегодня мы живем в непростые времена. Today we're living in uncertain times. Многие чувствуют, что много поменялось в этом мире. Everybody feels that a lot of changes, things have changed in this world. И много ужасных событий произошло. And a lot of crazy things are happening in this world. И очень часто в нашей жизни бывают такие моменты, когда нам надо принять решение. And a lot of times this happens in our life where we have to make important decisions. И в притчах 24 главе 10 стихе написано. And in Proverbs um, 24:10 it is written, uh, if you fail under pressure, your strength is too small. То есть дни бедствия тут написано. Uh, the days, uh, like hardship days, those are days of important decisions. And in that day, if you found yourself being weak, then your strength is weak. And here it speaks about the strength of God. Дает нам пройти в эти дни бедствия. And it speaks here that the strength of God helps us go through difficult times. Если в такой день ты не можешь проявить Бога, а поступаешь по своей плоти, то бедна сила твоя. If in this day, in the hardship day, if you make decisions not by faith, but by just by physical, by by yourself, then your your strength is too small. Я хочу провести сейчас иллюстрацию. And I want to bring a comparison, an illustration from uh, the life of King David. How in his life he also had this difficult day and he had to make a choice. And this is written in Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter, chapter 30. Okay, it says read from 1 through 10. Uh, then it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had made a raid on the Negav and on the Ziklad and had overthrown Ziklad and burned it with fire. And they took captive the women, all who were in it, both small and great, without killing anyone, and carried them off and went their way. When David and his men came to the city, behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted their voice and wept until there was no strength in them to weep. Now David's two wives had been taken captive, Ahinoam, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal, the Carmelite. Moreover, David was greatly distressed because the people spoke of stoning him, for all the people were embittered, 
each one because of his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abiathar, the priest, the son of Ahimelech, Please bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought him uh, ephod to David. David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this band? Shall, or, shall I overtake them? And he said to him, Pursue, for you will surely overtake them, and you will surely rescue all. So David went, he and the 600 men who were with him, and came to the brook Bazar, where those left behind remained. But David pursued he and 400 men, for 200 who were too exhausted to cross the brook Bazar remained behind. This is one of the hardest days in the King David's life. He comes back to the city where his wives, his kids, his family lived and everything was burned down to the ground. And his wives and his children were taken captive. Everything was ruined. Everything that he uh, kind of hoped upon was destroyed. And the people persuaded him to, to take some kind of action. Uh, they wanted him to run after these people and save their wives and their children. And they were threatening if he doesn't do so, they're going to stone him. And this was a, 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 a difficult time for David. And a lot of us in our lives, we also have these kinds of moments. And we come to some kind, something in our life and it doesn't look like we want it to look. And we see uh, in this story where David's hope was. Where the foundation of his faith was. Uh, but in verse 6 it says, But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. So David, in the most difficult time, he made a decision to look for the strength of God, to look for the will of God. He says, bring me the ephod. Ephod is the priestly clothing. He says, I want to put on this priestly clothing. I want to go in front of God. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it says here that he asked of God. And, and inquiring means that I'm not going to leave this place until I get an answer from you. And he let God make a decision, the right decision in his life. He, he left it up to God to make this decision. And only when God made the decision for him, he started to take the actions. And I want to show you a little bit further what happened, what mighty strength filled the life of David. Verse 9 and 10. So it says after this, when he got his answer from God, him and 600 men went after these people and they stopped by a river. 
And they, they stopped by this river, they were exhausted. And this river or brook was called the brook Bezor. Um, in Hebrew is what he said. Nahal Abasor. Nahal The root word of the word Basor. Basar. Is mean Basar. It means flesh. So the root word of this word is flesh. То есть 200 человек, они не могли пройти этот поток, они не могли по победить свою плоть. So the 200, there were 600 people, but 200 people stayed behind because they couldn't cross the brook, because they couldn't overcome their flesh. Они не могли победить свой страх. They couldn't overcome their fear. Они не могли победить свою немощь. They couldn't uh, overcome their weakness. И даже то, что их жены и дети были в плену, это не давало им сил пройти этот поток. And even, and even though their wives and their kids were captive, it still did not give them strength to cross this brook. Как бы они не хотели, у них не было сил. Even though they wanted to cross it really badly, they couldn't cross it because they didn't have the strength to cross it. Но только те люди. But only those people that were filled with God, that received a word from God, only they could cross that river, the flesh, that they came to in their life. And in verse 17, it's written, They would slaughter them from the twilight until the evening of the next day. When David crossed that brook, Basar brook, he was so powerful that he defeated them and defeated them from morning till night. They went through so much. They had so much stress to overcome. With, with this horrible picture in their life. And then they had to run to chase these people. And a lot of them, 200 of them, lost their strength. And then they went across this brook. And you want to ask yourself a question. After all of this, when he finally reached these people, where did he have the strength to still fight them from morning till night? But I want to tell you right now that this wasn't David's strength. This was God's son, Yeshua, inside of David. And it's written in the verse 18. So David recovered all that he all that the Amalekites had taken and rescued his two wives. How we want to return everything that the devil has stole from us. All of us had these kind of moments kind of like David where we come home and some of our things are stolen like Pastor Ellen said today. Where we lost everything. But David returned everything. And he did not only return his. 
всю добычу, которую амаликитяне награбили. He even took everything that belonged to these guys, everything they, they stole from everybody else. He took all their spoils. И Бог желает, чтобы у нас была такая же добыча. And God wants us to also take all these spoils as well. И мы потом видим, что из этой добычи он начал посылать своим друзьям. And it's written that from these spoils, he had so much spoils that he was sending it to his friends. He started sending them to different lands and cities. Can you see how much uh, benefit he got through this tragedy? From this horrible day. Uh, it was supposed to look like, like David's life was supposed to be over after this event. But he overcame and became strengthened and he's had so much spoils that he started giving presents to his friends. And it is written and verse 26 it says when David came to Ziklag he sent some of the spoils to the elders of Judah to his friends saying behold a gift for you from the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. He says from verse 27, if you start reading to every, all these places that David sent the spoils, you're going to get tired of speaking all these names of all these cities. And, and we see that this success of David and his team becomes the success of the whole nation. We can't even imagine what uh, happens in the spiritual realm when we cross this brook Basor in our life. We can't even imagine what's happening in the, in the spiritual realm when one of us conquers our uh, fleshly uh, desires. And then when we get filled with the Holy Spirit, big miracles happen. And right now I want to uh, uh, just point out the most important thing in this. In this moment, when David crossed the brook Basor and he was killing the Amalekites, God in that same moment through the hands of the Philistines on the Mount of Gilboa he was destroying Saul. And in this time, when David was crossing the brook, Saul was getting beaten and killed on the mountain. The person was dying, that person who was after him, trying to kill him all his life. The person was dying who was torturing David, basically. The person who was trying to kill David was dying. And right now, I want you to hear me. The things that are making you feel weak and that, that's torturing you inside. The things that is not letting you live the way you want to live. 
But when you go through the difficult times in your life, not with your, your strength, but with the strength of God, in that moment, God is destroying the soul inside of you. Um, like, don't all of us have enemies in our life today? People like uh, enemies that are torturing us, spiritual enemies. And also uh, things that are trying to follow us and run after us and you're trying to run away from them. Uh, also uh, those who hurt our heart. But I know when you're crossing the river of Basor in your life, God has victory over Saul in your heart. And and when David, when he crossed this brook, this river, with his team, they didn't just cross a small river. Uh, through this difficult path, he, he, he encountered freedom and also the kingdom that God has promised him. Uh, if you think about it, this day was supposed to ruin fully the fate of David. It was supposed to destroy him. But it went a totally opposite direction. Maybe today in your life the enemy burnt everything to the ground that belonged to you. Maybe he left you uh, something that's dear from you, he, he stole it from you. But David was strengthened with the hope in God. Maybe today you're going through, or maybe went through, some kind of difficulties. And this is the last test. After which, where you will encounter freedom, and the kingdom of God that's promised by God into your life. And I want to finish with an example. And I want to kind of share uh, something from my life. Today morning when I woke up at 5 a.m. because I still have jet lag, and I was praying. And I, um, I, and I, and I know I have to say um, not something from my life, but something else. But I want to speak about uh, an example of Rabbi Boris. When this war started in Ukraine, he was in Kiev at the time. And for him, it was like, like what happened to David. Everything was burnt down that was dear to him. And a lot of things in his life were shaken. A lot of things in life in his life changed. A lot of people left. A lot of people left the ministry. And uh, there was a difficult time. He, he spoke a little bit about this today. 
Сегодня его жена живет в Швейцарии. Today his wife is living in Switzerland. Потому что опасно жить в Киеве. Because it's dangerous to live in Kiev today. И она служит сегодня, они открыли там общину. And she's serving in, in Switzerland. They opened up a church there. И он отказал, и он оказался перед этим потоком басорским. So uh, Rabbi Boris was in front of this brook, Basor brook которые не все смогли перейти. That not a lot of people in Ukraine were able to cross. Но они со своей командой перешли. But Rabbi Boris and his team crossed that brook. И за этим потоком. And after that brook. Они уже сегодня. Today. Собирают добычу. Right now they're gathering ready the spoils. Собирают награду. Uh, the rewards. За этот год войны они открыли более десяти церквей. Through this war, for the past year, they opened up more than 10 churches in Europe alone. Hundreds and hundreds of people gave their life to Yeshua. God bless you. God bless you. It's not a really well-known story, but the story of 1 Samuel 30 is worth taking time to read slowly and digest what happened. They lost everything to the point that David's own men were turning against him. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes you've got to encourage yourself. Don't give in to discouragement. What's the alternative? You have no alternative. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Call on his name. Seek him. Amen. Thank you guys for encouraging yourselves in the Lord. Thank you, Boris. Thank you so much. and authority of Yeshua HaMashiach that the Lord will continue ordering your steps that everything you put your hands to will prosper in the name of Jesus because you have crossed the river of flesh because you have encouraged yourself in the Lord and you have seen him come in power and might He will increase your borders and your territory more than you could imagine. And we declare as Generations Church of Granbury, Texas, that we align our hearts with you. Can everybody say amen to that? Amen. We declare that the Lion of the tribe of Judah will continue to rise up in each one of you, men of God. Men of God, men of God, Thank you, Lord. and the exploits of the Lord will be great, and as your hearts remain humble before him, he is exalted. Amen. Amen. Lord Krasinka, we're so honored to have you and Michael Sadovsky and Pastor with us. And they're going to pronounce a blessing, so raise your hands to receive.
you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. Go get them, tigers. Amen.